All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. This is episode two. Uh, my name is Eric. My name is Alex. We got something special here for you guys today. Um, we have a, one of our close friends here. Alex, tell us a little bit more. So today we have our first guest along the Unscripted Podcast, and it's one of my close friends that I'm very gladly to bring along and say that it is one of my close friends. Uh, we have someone who's not only upcoming in the Detroit scene, but all around the country and all around the world, creating alternative music and just all around doing something a little bit different from the whole rap music scene to stand out and to just bring something different to the crowd. I'm more than happy to introduce my friend, Scotty B. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Always, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. Of course. So, Scotty, question for you. Who is Scotty B and uh, what kind of music do you make? You know, people ask me that a lot. Who is Scotty B, what he stands for, and what that is, is really I'm just, just like everybody else trying to chase a dream. I used to worry about being up here and satisfying everybody's needs, and mm. now it's just Scotty. That's me. Okay. Well, so what kind of music does Scotty make? Scotty makes all kinds of different music. You know, it really depends on what I'm going through at that moment. Okay. It, it's odd, but it can kind of go through what TV shows I'm watching, what other music I'm listening to, what artists I also like. So would you say that in a sense that your music is a lot more realistic, you would say? It's more of something that you are relating to more something that you're facing on a day-to-day struggle. Is that something what you're saying? Yes, and also just daily emotions. I'm just a guy who goes through a ton of rages of emotions every day, Mm -hmm. and it's my outlet on that microphone. So in a sense, you found this as your path to finally express yourself, let yourself out, and show people who you truly are without feeling uh, scared or embarrassed, in a sense, we could say. Yes. 100%. Okay, okay. So how, how long have you uh, been uh, using this as like sort of your way to vent, I guess would kind of be a good question for you. How long have you been rapping for? As long as, long as I can remember, really. It, it really all started back when I was going into ninth grade. I got a, a laptop, a Mac, mm-hmm. and it was bought for school reasons. Right. And they fucked up and gave me your guitar center on there. <laughs> And it was not used for school reasons. You figured out very quickly the potential. And then I heard the speaker on that thing. You know, I was so used to iPhones and iPods because this was iPod Nano time. Uh-huh. You know, this was the shuffle, iPod shuffles uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. And it was it was the first time I got a Mac. And I remember sitting there on my bed all night just listening to music. And I'm like, hmm. And I was already the guy who listened to music people didn't listen to. I always wanted to go left when everybody goes left. You were yourself. That was always what I wanted to do. It was just something different. I always loved to go the other way on things. I guess that can't be good. It can't be bad. But, you know, I just saw, at the time, this is when SoundCloud was going out, and there was Neon Trees, who I loved growing up, and there was Green Day, and there was all these people who were already getting mass-produced on mainstream level. 100%. And then there was SoundCloud that came out, which gave people that are recording music off of fucking iPhones and little mics, you know, and it gave them a platform, and I wanted a platform, and I felt it was was less of the music and more of just the fact that people were creating. It was was very interesting you say that because that's, you know, I think about that all the time because, you know, we're we're the same age. Eric's a little, a couple years older than us, and I think about that SoundCloud era all the time because if it wasn't for that, 
half of our biggest artists throughout our generation would not exist. Yeah. Mm. Juice World. Everyone's starting. Lil Xan. Everybody's um, starting with something. Migos. These guys aren't, Migos. Because aren't too much older than us. They're, they're really not. They're really not. Growing up, when you're 16 and they're 19, it feels like a hell of a difference. But then once you get to 20 and they're like 24, they're, 25, it's like, it's not much. We all grew up the same. 100%. 100%. It's crazy to think about, too. Because like, people like Juice World passed away yeah, 21. Yeah. And... We're barely even 21 right yeah. here. Yeah, it's and crazy. he was living such a completely different life than we're living right now. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I mean, ultimately, the end of the day, um, what made you decide, like, music was what your what you wanted to pursue in life? What, what made you decide that's going to be your career choice? The, the day I woke up from four hours of sleep after putting 13 hours in, overnight non-stop and okay. it wasn't because i want to make songs it's because it truly made me happy okay you want like, to I, I black out when i'm doing anything involving creating it's 100 because uh, i'll call you sometimes can't talk right now making music hangs yeah. up instantly hangs instantly. up no like dude i'm sorry i can't talk right now like like it's it, there's no getting out of the zone it's i can't talk right now. like if, if you even get the answer you're lucky that that's about it if he's in the studio recording or he's in the zone right now there's good luck because he's, he's in it. He's, he's locked in. He's in that creative headspace. That's exactly what it is. You know, me personally, I'm a little different. I'm not too much on the creative headspace. About business and numbers, we could talk all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> if, if we want to paint a canvas or make a song, that is not me. You're a driver. Yes, yes. I'll leave that up to my friend Sky. I'll, yeah. leave, I'll throw him the canvas and he can paint up a beautiful picture. <laughs> but on the other hand, Scott, so for the other people that don't really know you as well, I want to touch base on a little bit of a different topic of, you know, more a couple of years ago. Um, not many people know this, but at a very, not necessarily a very young age, but at the age of 18, you decided to take a little bit of a different path. The path was that you wanted to just go stride for yourself. You wanted to see the world on your own. You wanted to go figure out what it was like being on your own. And you were also kind of just tired of having someone behind your back telling you, this is the time schedule. You can do this. You can't do that. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, you moved out at a very young age on your own. I, uh, tell me about that. I want to I wanted to know a little bit more of an insight from the Scotty perspective of moving out at such a young age. You know, people ask me all the time, why do you paint your nails black? Yeah. Why do you wear all black? Why are you? Why do you look like a fucking evil whatever the fuck right now? Whatever they know? can think of. Whatever they can think, you know. And that's simply because I grew up in a more conservative home mm -hmm. where the things I really wanted to wear, the, the way I wanted my hair. Yeah. The shoes I wanted to wear, the jewelry I wanted to wear, I wasn't really allowed to. And I was always told, when you're 18, feel free to get out the house, pay rent, and do what you want. See that? See that's the thing. And my, so my, it was. It was really just a big ball that was never allowed to explode. And then as soon as I was 18, it exploded. It, it all. It all came out. So this could all equally came out growing up if 100%. I was allowed to. But I'm. Grateful it didn't, you know, because everything happens for a reason. It, right? it most definitely does, because that's what I'm going to say. I, I grew up in the same thing. I grew up in a very modest, conservative home. Um, no piercings. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely no, none of that. No I, tattoos, you know yeah, me. Absolutely not. If, even if I, I, I don't want a tattoo, but even if I did want one, you you know me, I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it just comes down to the fact that my mom always told me, your roof, your rules. And until then, They're mine. shut up. Yeah. Yep. That's, shut up. You know, yep. and... I can honestly respect that. It you is. Know? Very it just, simply. It just builds up to when you're 18, what do you want? Like, you know? 100%. 100%. So, 
tell me a little bit because it's when you you moved out at 18 years old correct yes okay okay so where was the first place that you moved to downtown detroit and how long did you live there i lived there for about a year and a half a year and a half tell me tell me a little bit about that because me personally you know um i couldn't do it yeah not, not only just the whole detroit scene yeah. but like it's just the city the whole i've, I've been to where you stay it, it couldn't be me you oh, know it's well, let's just start it off as let's just be happy that i wasn't there while i was 21 years old right you know <laughs> that let's, that's let's just start it off that's with that. very true you know, I saved a lot of money being there at 18 years old to 19 and a half 100 percent. could miss like mgm all day <laughs> yes i i miss it every day you know i could do it again uh-huh. and i might but it really motivated you to see where everybody else is you 100%. know because that's where everyone else goes you know some people love to go to college and that there's nothing wrong with that, that no. you know it's just you see where everybody else is your age that also moved to detroit 100 percent. where you start to see where life takes people you see all the people from Wayne State yeah, University. Yeah. You always see all the people around, and that's you see fifty year olds that are living there as well. They have a job in Detroit. You really see what real life is. So that Detroit downtown Detroit is a great place to see what real life is. To really put some oomph into yeah, your life, so put some like some spark. Yeah, like such a great place to have. Your you know, and really just like from eighteen to nineteen, first year paying rent and being on my own, really just taught me like like if you want nice things, you got to work really hard. Damn, Damn right. You want marble Damn right. on your apartment. You want a Damn one bedroom pay for it. Studio. You know, nothing is free. Everything is a price, and it really just it really smacks you in the face how hard it is to live on your own. Yeah. Mortgage and car payments. Damn, Damn right. It goes fucking on. With yeah. nothing going up in the world. Everything. It's, everything. And so speaking of that, so now going from studio to one bedroom apartment, that's kind of the situation that you've gone in. You know, you started off as a studio in downtown Detroit. Now you have a beautiful apartment in down, in a, down near the downtown Royal Oak area. Yes. You've been living on your own for three years now? Going on four. Going, going on four. It's crazy to even fathom because, you know, like, it's something our parents talked about. They're like, when I was your age, I had to do this, yeah. this. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Because, you know, it never really feels like it, you know? Because you're enjoying it. Yeah. It, you know, there's definitely stressful times, mm-hmm. but it's crazy, you know, just... Overall life these past couple years, really past couple months, really, I've just been realizing that life is nothing but a constant now. You mm. know, you can always focus on the rent in the future, mm. a show you got in the future, an event right. you got in the future, but really all life is is a constant now. Mm. Like what we're doing right now. And right. today is the youngest you'll be forever. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I can't agree with that anymore. So I know in the last three years you've, you've lived in Detroit, you lived here in Royal Oak. Yeah. Um, After a year and a half downtown Detroit, I explored... Right, right. So country, I was just yeah. about to ask. <laughs> yeah. In that three-year period, there was also a gap there. You, yeah. you moved to Cali a little bit. Yeah. Tell I, us a little bit about that journey and uh, what what got you to make you want to move to Cali. And you know, as someone who pays rent, and I don't own any property. Not yet. And not yet, at least. You know, exactly. I don't own any property. I rent. So sitting there after a couple years and realizing how much you're spending on rent and mm. there's nothing really tying you down to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're so young, like I said, you're the youngest as you'll be every day and just get in how do I word this? Well, so, so I'll help you a little bit cuz what they say is that at your youngest, that's when you should experience the most trials and tribulations. Right. Take the most risk. Right. Because yeah, not, basically what it is, is after a couple of years of just spending a all this, this, and that, you really realize I'm not in college. I'm not 
I have family here, but you know, family's there forever. And yep. let's take a risk. Let's take a risk. Let's get out there and let's put our chips in a in a fucking bet. Let's yep. put so, let's go all in real quick. So, so you just like one day, just your lease was up. You're like, I'm just gonna pack my bags, go to Cali yeah, like, here for a little bit. Because obviously, explore, yeah, because we know about at, it. Currently, I was in a month to month lease, uh-huh. and I had that freedom of fuck it. Leaving I have money saved you. up. Yeah. I have money saved up, and I want to go. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I worked my ass off every day. I, I booked an Airbnb in LA for two months, and as soon as I booked that Airbnb, you know, I, I wasn't flying. I drove. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I drove. So there was How no. How many miles is that? Flight. Like what over twenty five hundred miles? Yeah, two thousand five hundred twenty five miles. Yeah. Wow. And you stopped a couple places on the way, right? I hustled. Quickly <laughs> stopped. You know, I was so focused Quick on getting to California. Got right? it. Got I, you know, that's something I regret a lot is not seeing it in you know i think about it all the time i have all kinds of pictures on my phone of driving through new mexico driving Mm. through arizona driving through utah driving through all these places where you're in the middle of fucking nowhere but you didn't get to truly fully experience it and i didn't really get to really get to fully experience it i was so focused on staying on the highway get to california i have to get get there i have to get there i have to get there i have to get there and i really wish i would have pulled over and ran into a field you know if i saw a cornfield run into the cornfield you know if i saw the big desert run into the desert I'm just such a paranoid fuck. You know, I just think that there's going to be a landmine on there. Oh, you never know whose property you're on. Right, right. They're going to shoot you. you know, right. uh, most of these billionaires in America own most of that land. 100%. You know? 100%. Uh, Warren Buffett owns a lot of that. Bill Gates. Yeah, Bill Gates. Owns like 260,000 acres of farmland. C- crazy. Crazy. So I I know I know your, your journey took you to Cali. And then um, after Cali, I believe you... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. You went to Florida here for a little bit, too. Yeah, I also did live in Florida for about seven months, eight months. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sold retail at G-Star. Okay, okay. And then uh, Florida for seven to eight months. uh, And then you ended up deciding to come back here to Detroit again. Yeah, it's as soon as you're out. You're right back. So so right back. Let me ask you this. What What made you to finally decide Detroit's where I need to be? This is the place that I'm going to set my foot in the door and this is where I'm going to leave my mark before I go anywhere else. You know, there's a lot of people that look up to me around here. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a little brother who looks up to me a lot and I have family over here. I have also a lot of shows that go on over here and great people, you know, and I didn't meet these people until a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So when I was downtown Detroit, I was alone most of the part. You know, I had a little scooter and I would just... Do my yeah. thing down there by myself, and I didn't really know anybody. And, and now I, I'm involved in a whole underground community in Detroit, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. See, that's that's the crazy thing to me is that, you know, to bring it back on a different topic that you talked about in the beginning is um, a bit of high school, you know. For all of us, me and you, me and you were in the same grade. Um, after a couple of years, you transferred from the high school that you went to to my high school, mm-hmm. and we even had a couple of classes together. And we both went through the same struggles, and even Eric went through the same struggles of going through bad group, bad friend groups, pure pressure, not understanding fully of what you can believe in yourself and what you can get out of life. And that's something I want to touch on a little bit more. Is that like you know you, you say now that you know you have people who believe in you and this this and that. And I I trust you. I believe you. But in the beginning of how we felt in high school, we didn't really have that kind of mindset. No. We didn't necessarily think that we could influence someone to believe us or what we have to say. I mean, being completely honest with you, I didn't think I'd be alive. 
when I was around this age now, when I was yeah. going through high school, I was a bad, not the best kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. We all went through our own little patches, our yeah. own little holes, but the biggest thing is, is on how you recover from it. Yeah. That if you keep just going down, 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 I'm sorry for it, but that, that's where it's going to keep going. Yeah. If you at one point realize you hit rock bottom and it's time to go up, go up. tell us a little bit about that because I, I feel like you had a little bit of a moment like that in a sense where it's just like, I, it's time to go up now. What's, what's, what's do best for us? Oh, it does go into high school. Mm-hmm. And high school, you know, that's those were big experiencing, experimenting, I guess, 100%. ages for me. You know, I was really focused on pleasing 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 all of us because we just want to fit in yeah, yeah I, I just wanted to please 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 mm-hmm. and i wasn't really worried about what i liked i was always doing things to what are they gonna like right mm-hmm. what are they gonna think is what's cool? what's gonna not make me fit what in i think is cool what not about what i want on my album not about what i want my cover of. what do you what do i think they will like and that's like a delusion that i feel like so many artists get fucked on is they're so worried about what other people are going to think and what are your fans going to like, but you don't realize that your fans like you for you. I don't even think it's artists. I think that's just society. It's society, yeah. yeah it's, because it's everyone's cool. looking for the click, for the like. Yeah. It's not just like, yeah. I did this because I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's exactly like you said, I did it because everyone else will enjoy it. Yeah. There's yeah. no more, I enjoyed it. No, I want to do it for me. It's the click, people. it's the post. And I didn't come to that breaking point until when I came back from, from California and Miami. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I... Sp- Went broke over there. Yeah. I spent every, my last, which is another reason why I came back. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. 100%. You know, I was running low on funds, and I spent all this money on marketing campaigns and this, trying this to feature, it. trying to make it, do yeah. whatever I could to force myself in the room. And that's when I learned a big lesson in life that it's just a constant now. And all you can yeah. do is do what you can every day, and whatever happens, happens. You can't get mad in your, over anything that's not in your control. 100%. God has a plan for everybody. I'm a believer in God, so like I believe that there's a plan Unscri- un- unrolling script for all this and whether it takes 10 years 10 or one years, year five years six mm-hmm. years i mean i've been at this for around eight years now you know and it's been a i looked at zero views for a very long time 100 and yeah that's pretty much that yeah that's and it's crazy too to think about like uh like how you said you've been you've been at this for a long time almost eight years yeah and uh Everyone peaks at certain points in life, but yeah. to go back to what you said, God has a plan for like everything yeah. that you do in life, in a sense. Um, for instance, like Steve Harvey didn't get rich until he was 36. Yeah. He slept yeah. in a car for yeah. three years, and now 100%. he's one of the wealthiest people yeah. out there. Or you can be like Maddox, and you can get it at 10 years yeah. old or 12 right. years old. And that's right. just got, everyone's got different plans and different things. And I, going back to the question, I didn't get the fuck the world. Mm-hmm mindset until I came back and I realized I put all my money on the line you know I want to be myself Time to get my leg back when, and that's when I started making my alternative music started, started making my Crystal Castle sounding music mm-hmm. my EDM my techno and it was not about just rap and what and things changed after that right. and I stopped looking at numbers I used to hound my apps mm-hmm. trying to, I used to sit on SoundCloud and Apple Music and replay my own music and just let it sit overnight and let it sit overnight and get my own streams mm-hmm. you know that's how bad i wanted it and then i was like why am i so worried about numbers like i want to just do art 100%. i just want to create 100%. right right so i mean got a question for you here so ultimately you could have either went to college or you could have went and tried to make it in the music industry yeah what what made you decide to be different and not go to college and put everything on the line and try to make it in the music industry instead of taking an easy path of success going to college like most of our peers did 
you know, I think it's just a dog inside of me that wants to go this way when everybody else goes that way. Okay. I, I'm kind of like a you person be that different. when you say I'm wrong, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, that's just the kind of person I am. That's it. Alex can relate very, yes. very, very that's well. I was going to wait for you, you know, to finish. And, and, and it's also about the people you surround yourself with. I mean, like, look at you, Alex. Yes. You know, it's, it's, look at you, Eric. Right. You know, like, look at, you know, it's the people you surround yourself with. None, none of us went to college. Yeah, right. None of us, none of us did. And it's crazy to think about because I feel like growing up, it was something that was like so you either go to college so or you I, don't do well in life and, and you, now it's something you look at where people are like you don't have to go to college to do well in life yeah. so yeah. i mean do you think that's something important in today's society go to college go to college go to college go okay. to college go to college go to college go to college go to college that's what i say everyone um you know you know look if i was getting college paid for you know like it would be a consideration your scholarships, scholarships, right. all scholarships all that, or even parents that, yeah yeah or a blessing like that but I don't, i'm not in that position and i right. just see myself if i'm gonna put myself in debt i'll put fifty thousand dollars in debt in music investing not, in yourself investing myself yeah. not in a degree but you know i almost did go to college as a matter of fact um, i did go to college for one one semester at uh OCC yep. and Royal Oak. I did it for one semester and I dropped. I wanted to do fashion. I wanted a secondary degree in associates for fashion and I wanted to do that and it's just... And that's something I, mean, I was going to comment on a little bit, you know, is that I also went to OCC, you know, as, as yeah. you and uh, Eric know, is that uh, I went to OCC for a little under two years. Um, I was studying business administration mm. and it got to the point where my business started doing very well, three and three exotic drinks. And uh, it started doing to a very well point that I went to go meet with my counselor and my head advisor. And I, you know, I told him, I'm learning more from administrating my own business than you guys are teaching me. Mm. And not only am I learning more, but I'm making more than you could potentially offer me. Yeah. Because that's the main thing. Sure, education's awesome, but no one's doing it for free. People want to do it to make the big bucks. Right. You know, and that, that's the thing that it that's comes down to. It makes their money back. You're not going to be a doctor and pay $300,000 in student loans to go make $50,000 a year. Absolutely not. You want to go make half a million, a quarter million dollars a year. But so that's not realistic a lot of the times, though. It's, it's not. It's oh, not. It is what no. you said. It's a $100,000 for $60,000 right. a year. It is. And, so, and that's, what I told my, that's what I told my professor and that's what I told my counselor is that, you know, it's gotten to the point where what you guys are telling me and what I'm doing are two complete different things. You guys are selling me a dream. I have something already going for me. Yeah. So luckily for me, at the age of 20 years old, you know, I dropped out of college. And everyone has to speak for themselves, but luckily for me, it was one of the best things I've ever done because I set up a structure for myself that was very important. I told myself, here's a list of 10 items. If those 10, if you don't hit seven or six out of those 10 things on that list, you're taking your ass right back to school because mm. clearly it's not what you thought it was going to be. You have to be realistic with yourself. That's the thing. Right. I set up a structure and I told myself that if you don't hit these goals, you're taking your ass back to school. Yeah. God bless. I hit eight out of the ten out of the list. Yeah. And I knew for myself. God, God bless. God bless. I knew for myself. And that's, I don't need school. I have the determination in myself. I have to believe in myself. And I have the drive in myself to go get myself educated and learn to go do what I have to do. It, it just comes out of discipline. It, it, it really does. And it's if, the consequence. If, if you, you want it bad this, enough, you'll get it. You'll get it. it does. You'll and get it. You can learn a lot. You can learn how to run a business, start a business, anywhere online. Literally a YouTube video and can teach you more than college does. And so that's and something free. That's something else I was going to touch on is that, you know, it's, it's about the grind. You told us how for months you had zero views. You know, it's something that you just sat there and you're just like, I got to get my own views up because if I'm not going to have any views, I got to get my own views up. Yeah. 
now we're sitting at over 10k monthly uh, monthly listeners on Spotify. Look, look at that. It's, it's, it's a, a genuine, genuine smile, smile on his face. face. He, can't he can't even hide, hide it. It's a big number. A big number. Tell me about that because like you know obviously I I just started this podcast. We just started this podcast. You know, it's it's only two episodes deep. I know nothing about that feeling. You know, I I, do, I run my own business. I do sales, whatever. I don't know something about 10,000 people a month who go on their music and say, I need to listen to Scotty B. That's what I want to hear right now. Tell me about that. You know, it's just overall blessing. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep feeding people that want more. Yeah. And I want to show everybody that I, I'm a hard worker and I love what I do. It's, it's, it's not even that you're a hard worker because not many people know, but just give a little bit of a breakdown for what is the daily life of Scotty, you know? So, like, obviously I know a little bit more, Eric knows a little bit more, but just give you us... detailed or you want... Well, yeah. give, give however the, much you want, you uh, know? Uh, this is up to you. This is the unscripted podcast. Right, if you want right, to tell them that you wake up right. at 7.46 in the morning to go feed your cat, by all means, give please do. Give what they want. I wake up 6 to 7 a.m. by my cat being a cat, <laughs> doing cat stuff. Uh-huh. After that, I wake up, I stretch, I do 30 push-ups. Awesome. After that, I go into my kitchen. What happens there? I pull out my waffle maker. Uh-oh. Every morning? Every morning. Uh-oh. Every morning. He gets serious. It may catch up on me, but every morning, I get my waffle maker. I get my batter. I get everything together. Mm -hmm. I play jazz music. I make a waffle. I feed my cat. Okay. And I drink a mimosa. Awesome. Every morning. <laughs> That's a great mimosa way to start be, it. I'd be lying if I said that was every day. <laughs> but mimosa a good amount of the time, yes. I think, think I'm going to start my morning. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like yeah. that. It's, it's, a yeah. great, it's a great way to start your day. It has That's, a little buzz to it. So it how, how long does that take? 30, 40 minutes? Around 22. 20, 22. Wow. Okay, so after we're done okay. with that, what, what's happening next? After that, I either go to the gym or usually I work. Uh -huh. Which I'm a DJ. You're a DJ. I'm a DJ. So you, so, tell us a little bit more about that because that's I remember you telling me and you didn't get into too much detail about it. But are you working somewhere privately? Are you working as like a private contractor where if they if they hire you you'll go there? Like how how is it set up for you? How are you working it? Okay, so let's start it off as I'm a guy who's worked so many different jobs mm -hmm. and every single job. So many jobs. I either get fired or I hate it. Uh -huh. I'm absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. And then times got tough around four months ago, and I ended up getting a job at mm -hmm. some mortgage yeah. place. And I was more most miserable I've ever been. It is draining. It sounds it tough. Long hours, and I, I it was so draining that I couldn't even go home. It was hard for me to create music because I was such in like a black cloud headspace was taking all of my life from me it all the energy yeah, exactly every it took everything from me and i really realized like i gotta do something mm -hmm. you know no no i can't keep waiting for some my life to change i need right. to go out there and change you gotta go make I a gotta change go and change mm -hmm. i gotta go and change it and i realized like how can i incorporate music like i i i'm not getting books scotty b shows at the fox you know yeah. where i'm paying not yet. just music it's not yet you know <laughs> what i mean that's not where it's at right now but how can i do something i don't fucking hate and get bills paid and live life, you know? Music. And I realized that DJing, you know, a DJ, a wedding DJ, or a, a party DJ, private party DJ, doing sound, sound. Yeah. Just being on aux cord. Basically just being on aux cord is... Being the vibe of the party. Being the vibe of the party is, is good for me. And I ended up making a few calls, and here I am a couple months later, and I'm very happy, and I got a job on the DJ. I do all sound and lighting and everything for three different venues. And I mean, we've gone to where? 
Scotty over here. Scotty DJs that, and I can tell you, it is very electric when you are in that place. He he holds it down, you know. Holds he, it down and, is an understatement. And that's the thing because I'm very excited to see on what the potential is and what comes next because right. Scott has always been more, in my opinion, the front of the scene. Not necessarily. He's always been in the back of the scene. He just doesn't make it known too much. But now seeing him fully put uh, all the way around as a double a double sided knife. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been not like I've lived two lives. Like you know, I worked at a mortgage place. Like uh-huh. a mortgage guy during the day. And he, as soon as I leave, I look like ago. this. He's playing card. He's playing card. Like exactly. Like it was like two lives my whole life. I've always had to live two lives. Growing up in my family home at school, I've always had to live two lives, and it's finally like I'm not. One hundred percent. You can finally let yourself yeah. be and show people who you truly are, yeah. and whether they accept it or not, that's yeah. up to them. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Definitely. Now, Scott, tell me, do we have any new music coming up? We do. As you guys should know, I drop albums every month. Uh huh. My next album will be coming out Friday the 13th. Ooh. Scary, per- scary, scary. Perfect. Do we have an album name yet? In the, mer- in the works. In the works. In the works. So we're not going to really see yet. Yeah, we're not, not going to say all that yet. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, it should be really good. I'm do making we- a Halloween album. Oh. Do we have any special features on there? Anyone to keep a watch out for? Anything like that? GVN. Jeevan, you know, he's really the only guy I make music with. Awesome, yeah, awesome, Scott. It should, it should be really cool. Do we have any upcoming shows or anything else we need to keep a watch out? Anything else like that? Yes, yeah, October 14th, I'm doing somebody's birthday party at nice. the Trumbleplex Detroit. That's oh. ironic you say that because it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's my brother's birthday, so I was about to be like, is that, is that, is you celebrating my brother's birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Scott, thank you so much for coming to join us today at the Unscripted Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. And make sure to join in next week for the next episode between me and Eric. Thanks again. We'll catch you guys next week. See you in episode three. Thank you for having me.